It's time for episode 530 of the Clockwise Podcast from Relay FM, recorded Wednesday, November 22nd, 2023. Clockwise, four people, four tech topics, 30 minutes. Welcome back to Clockwise, the tech podcast that pardons two turkeys for Thanksgiving each year. I am one of your hosts holding on to one of those turkeys, Micah Sargent, and I am joined across the internet by my good pal and my dungeon buddy, because we play Dungeons and Dragons online together from time to time. It's Dan Morin. How you doing, Dan? Wait, Micah, are we the turkey? <laughs> no, you you have the other turkey. Is it? Did, oh, it, not, okay. did it not make it to your house? Uh, it was delicious. Oh, no! It was a partridge turkey. What have you done? Uh, whoa, whoa. While I contemplate the absolute and utter mistake I've made by sending Dan one of the pardoned turkeys, uh, I think we might as well say hello to our awesome guests. Joining us for the first time on Clockwise, to my left, it is Ecamm's community manager. It's Doc Rock. Welcome to the show, Doc. Aloha, guys. Uh, thank you guys for waking me up early in the morning. I appreciate you. <laughs> thank you for waking up early in the morning and joining us. Uh, on the other end of the time zone spectrum, we are joined by frequent guest podcaster and uh, maker of such fine apps as PCALC and Dice by PCALC. James Thompson is here. Welcome back, James. Uh, I'm very pleased to take on the role of CEO of Clockwise, and I look forward to remaining here all weekend. <laughs> Uh, we'll just check what the what the board says about that and get back to you at the end of the show. References acknowledged. Moving along, we have four topics in just 30 minutes. My question for you is this. If you had to choose between noise cancellation or excellent audio quality in a pair of headphones, you can't have both. Which would you choose and why? Doc Rock, we'll start with you. Okay, so this is a, a very cursed question, and I'll tell you why. <laughs> uh, fun fact about me, my family owned an electronics store, and what we were famous for is we sold uh, broadcasts and professional video equipment, which means we also ended up selling consumer equipment for the other people. But my dad is a hardcore audiophile, build tube amps the whole nine yards. So I grew up listening to, like, uh, Krell and B. NW speakers, not BMW, Bowers and Wilkins. And so I'm a hardcore audiophile. So I would probably always pick audio quality. In fact, I used to own a pair of like $8,000 Sony headphones. Uh, didn't buy them. They were a gift to my dad from Sony. Um, but I think my brother ended up with them when my dad passed. I think I would choose noise cancellation. And I'll say this why, because I'm I'm the opposite of Doc, I guess. I don't quite have like a tinier, but like I struggle with the like especially the high ends and I find like a, a lot of headphones good is fine for me. I, I don't notice as much in the fine details. Maybe it's the, the tinnitus or maybe it's the slow degradation of my hearing. I'm not sure. But I I enjoy, you know, headphones that I think other people would might deem sort of mid-range headphones fine. They, it doesn't really bother me as much. So for me, noise cancellation, especially when I, you know, I'm just as I mentioned before the show, I just flew back uh, on a red eye and I had my noise canceling, my AirPods Pro in with noise cancellation on the entire flight, basically. I was like listening to music with noise cancellation on. It makes such a huge difference for me to just not have to deal with 
everything going on around me and being able to have that isolation. So for me, I think the noise cancellation part is probably the thing that I'm most interested in. And audio quality is great, but I can get by pretty well with just normal run-of-the-mill audio quality. What about you, James? I'm 50, which means that A, I get really irrationally annoyed by the noise of the youth enjoying (laughs) themselves when I'm trying to do some work. And B, my hearing is now a level where any sort of perfect full frequency reproduction of music is entirely wasted on my broken old man ears. Um, So yeah, I will be choosing silence or at least as much silence as I can get with all the tinnitus. I uh, would definitely choose noise cancellation over audio quality simply because I work very well in a noise canceled environment. That said, I have listened to some really good audio quality, uh, some headphones with really good audio quality, and I am impressed by what they are able to give me to listen to. Uh, it's just at the end of the day, I prioritize the noise cancellation over that. Thank you all for your answers on that fun topic. Let us move. I, I guess I just patted, uh, tooted my own horn there, but uh, <laughs> let us move on to our next topic, which comes from Doc Rock. If. You could have an unlimited supply of one thing for the rest of your life. What would it be and how might it change the world or your life? And I do want to take money and time off the table because that's just way too easy. And I'm going to go with my, <laughs> to my perhaps a deleterious effect. I'm going to go with my initial answer, which was bread. <laughs> <laughs> no, Dan, no. I need it. I need an unlimited supply of bread for the rest of my life. Uh, how might it change my life? Not for the better, probably. Well, I mean, I'd enjoy myself, but I think it would present a fine degree of challenges with it. Uh, I mean, the other option was chocolate. So, I mean, that's not great either, people. I don't know. Maybe I'm just hungry. I guess we always record around lunchtime for me. That's my struggle. Uh, all right. I'm going to throw in one more, which I think is a little more. Uh, an unlimited supply of books. I mean, we're pretty close to that already. Libraries are, you know, like great, huge catalogs, but like the ability to just sort of finish a book and pick up another book to to read immediately. I, I love it. I mean, we're, like I said, we're pretty close to that already, but like the idea that of having like, I'd love to have like a giant bookshelf where I can just like immediately pluck out the next book I'm going to read and start going. Uh, yeah. Books, bread and chocolate. I'll just sit and eat and read. <laughs> And I think I should probably find some time to exercise in there as well. James, what about you? You know, the the thing like, okay, I can't pick money. The problem is my brain just goes, well, I'm just going to pick something that I can turn into money. You know, like gold, you know, something rare, water. Um, Well, (laughs) I mean, water isn't rare currently, but give it time. (laughs) Am I the only person in the world that's going to be made this offer? Because, you know, if I could turn it into money... That would be good because then I could be the benevolent billionaire who can fight back against all the idiot boys who seem to be intent on ruining the world. But then if I had unlimited money, I would very rapidly probably break the economy as I have done while playing The Sims and various (laughs) other games. Um, But I need the money because I need to start funding the scientific program that is going to keep me alive through cybernetic implants. Oh, wow. Wow. That got dark at the end. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm going to go with something that's tech related uh, to, to, to keep it tech. So I'm going to go with battery life. Um, I think it would be great if if this is like a great genie wish. I want unlimited battery life because it means that 
all of my stuff, right? Like this keyboard that I have in front of me or this ridiculous mouse that I have to turn over and plug in to charge uh, doesn't have to be plugged in to charge or my AirPods Pro from my uh, own noise cancellation question. Suddenly those don't have my Apple Watch. I can wear it at all times if I want to. Um, I, before I before I officially make the question uh, come into reality, I would buy an electric car. So then also my electric car would never run out of uh, battery life. That would be so freeing. I think that would be fantastic. So yeah, I'm, I'm going with battery life. Uh, Doc, what about you? For me, it would be unlimited airline miles. Oh. And the, the reason for that is, as you know, I live in a rock in the middle of the ocean. And so for me, travel is kind of a pain in the butt, which is totally why I overshot the noise canceling headphone things. All of my flights are six hours or more. <laughs> So, um, yeah, having the airline miles would allow me to pop up when one of my friends needs something. I could just go. If there is a situation like I need some more money, I know for a fact that being a Japanese whiskey drinker, I can buy it cheap there. But it's like three hundred dollars a bottle over here. So I would just, you know, fly to Kyoto real quick, stock up, come back, sell it to all of my friends and uh, just remind them the only place in the world I can sell whiskey without an E besides Scotland, Japan. All right, folks, we have reached halftime here on Clockwise, and I'm excited to tell you about our first sponsor. You may have heard of them. It's Notion. Notion combines your notes, your docs, and your projects all together in one space, and you can navigate the space easier than ever thanks to Notion's new feature, it's called Q&A. Q&A is an AI assistant that can answer questions about next quarter's roadmap, find that marketing campaign proposal you're looking for, or dig up a long lost link all in seconds. It's like super powered uh, search for your Notion documents. I have been a longtime Notion user. What's great about it is you can store things in exactly the way your brain is thinking about storing them at that given moment. It can be a database. It can be a page. You can embed. I mean, it's ridiculous how powerful Notion is in terms of just what you are able to put into Notion. Um, I remember, uh, I think it was a colleague who'd mentioned Notion a long time ago, and I ended up trying it out and using it for work. And then the reason why I continue to use Notion is because it is, again, this, 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 this place where no matter how I'm thinking about something in that given moment, I know that I can pop in that information exactly how I think it should be, and I can make adjustments to it. I can resort information how I want to. Um, and then when it comes to Notion Q&A, this newest feature, it's been kind of fun playing around with it. Uh, there are times where I've got so many episodes of iOS Today show notes in my Notion document. iOS Today is a show, uh, I, a podcast that I do each week over on Twitter. And I was able to uh, type in what episode was it where we talked about X, Y, or Z and Notion Q&A was like, oh, that was episode, you know, 472. And here's the direct link to it. Not having to scroll through and search through all of that stuff on my own and just be able to 
answer or ask the question exactly how my brain again is thinking about it at that time, that makes it so much faster, so much easier. And Notion AI can give you instant answers to your questions using information from across your wiki, your projects, your docs, your meeting notes. Uh, if you have an urgent question, you normally turn to a coworker to answer. You just ask Q&A instead. It'll search through thousands of documents in seconds and answer your question in clear language, no matter how large or complex your workspace is. Plus, you can trust that your data is secure because Notion AI is designed to protect your information. No, AI models are trained with your information. The data is encrypted and answers will never use information from pages that you don't have access to. Try Notion AI for free when you go to notion.com slash clockwise. That's all lowercase letters, N-O-T-I-O-N dot com slash clockwise to try the powerful, easy to use Notion AI today. And when you use our link, then people know at Notion that you heard about it here on the show. So please go to notion.com slash clockwise and our thanks to Notion for their support of this show and of course uh, of Relay FM. All right, we are back from halftime and that means it's time for Dan's topic. Yes. So late last week, Apple uh, told several news outlets that it was going to be adopting the RCS uh, texting standard, which is sort of the next generation SMS standard starting sometime late next year. My question for all of you is, will Apple's adoption of RCS change anything in the world of cross-platform messaging? Or is this really just sort of lip, lip service to avoiding uh, litigation from large governments. James, I suspect you may have some feelings. I, I have a few feelings. I mean, given that only a year ago, Tim Cook was literally telling people to just buy your mum an iPhone as a way to solve the messaging interoperability problems, um, I can't see this as anything other than trying to distract the EU from throwing the entire Digital Markets Act at them. It's not going to change people into blue bubbles. I wonder if it's even going to indicate that the messages are going over RCS, so you'll know if it's going to cost you money to message somebody. But very few folk I know in the UK who are Android people use anything other than WhatsApp anyway. And, you know, they are mad at me that I don't have that installed and I make them use things like Signal. So, you know, maybe this will make some things a bit better. I think the one really interesting part of this is Apple saying that they're going to work with the GSM people to add end-to-end -end encryption to RCS, because at the moment, you know, there are end-to-end -end implementations, but it's like Google-specific or whatever, because that is something that's also going to start running straight into other fun regulatory hurdles with countries, indeed like the UK, who want impossible backdoors into all these encrypted communications. And yeah, it's just another front that they might end up fighting on. What I want is to reduce the anxiety I have. And I, I mean this ge like genuinely, I'm not, you know, doing a, doing a funny haha -ha here. Uh, the anxiety I have about sending messages to the people in my life who do have Android phones, anxiety of whether the message is going to deliver, whether it's going to deliver correctly, if I need to split up the message into multiple text messages, if the uh, images that I send will get to them in full quality, uh, if the link that I send them will have or not have a little preview so that they don't have to tap on the link, which I know it's less likely that they'll do than if it just shows up in their message. All of that stuff goes through my mind every time I go to send someone who's using Android a message. And so if RCS helps to reduce that anxiety, I'm happy about that. And then when I think about for other people, 
I am happy about the idea that people who right now are excluded from group chats because they will, quote, break the group chat because they're on Android and everyone else is on iMessage, if that will be solved as well, then I think that's a fantastic thing. So I do think it will change things. It's going to change things for people. I don't know if it makes a difference in terms of uh, what the EU wants and what other sort of legal bodies are concerned about. Uh, Doc Rock, what are your thoughts? I do have to agree with you, Micah. I hate when I send an image on, you know, a group chat that has, you know, one of the Android people. So my family, we have a, a group message that has 12 people on it. And we have one donkey on an Android. And <laughs> when, when we want to, yes, I'm looking at you, nephew. Uh, when we go to, uh, when we go to send a movie or image, like they, they start the tiny image chain. Like, why does it break the freaking image? Like I'm trying to send you cute pictures of my dog. Like, what are you doing? I think at the end of the day, I come down kind of with Micah on the idea, like, uh... I don't really care how Apple gets dragged into doing it as long as it implements it well enough that the experience is better for users. Because the concern with it was not just like, oh, you know, get your get your mom an iPhone, but it's like it's bad for people on Apple's platform. Yes. Right. Like, yes. that's the worst part is yes. like you're I'm I am your customer. I am already paying you and you're giving me a bad experience. So if they can use the like switch to RCS to basically make things feel nicer and improve the experience for all of us who are talking to people on Android. And I think you're, as we just pointed out, as Doc said, like the the one person on your chat, I There's have a family someone, chat right? with, I have a family chat with 22 people and there is someone who is not it because he's on an Android phone and it will break everything. I'm hopeful that it is at least something that, you know, the GSM Association and Apple and Google can all get together on and say, like, let's commit to making this standard better so that when we do have people, you know, hey, Android's not going anywhere. iOS isn't going anywhere. Let's make sure that we can at least talk to each other and that everybody has a good experience. So if they manage to accomplish that, great. I don't really care about where the, the regulation and legislation comes into it after that. But thank you all for your thoughts on that. Let's go to our final topic, which comes from James. So it's Capitalist Hellscape Week again already, um, where everybody's trying to sell you last year's model at heavily discounted pre-inflated prices. Have you bought anything or seen any particularly good deals that you would recommend to our fine discerning listeners? Um, I haven't purchased anything, but what I will say is that this is always the time when uh, the very good quality Anchor products uh, tend to go on some of their best sales. And in fact, if I head over to camelcamelcamel.com, who is not a sponsor, but should be, um, I am seeing the best price, uh, which is a, a, a sort of tag that Camel 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 gives to uh, Amazon prices whenever they are at the lowest that she, that they've ever been um, for a number of anchor products that I've been tracking. Uh, Elgato also has some great uh, best prices, and there are a few other products that have really good deals. But in uh, I, first and foremost, I guess, so that I don't, I'm not taking in <laughs> other people's potential options. I'll just stick with anchor products. Uh, Doc Rock, what about you? Um, I bought this thing from Amazon and it's either $16 or $20, just depending on whether you want a top case for it, which really doesn't do anything, anything for it. But it is a simple USB cable checker. And what it does is it will tell you instantly what type of cable it is mm. because we've all bought things 
that come with these cables that can only charge. So I have been on a mission to test all the cables in my house and the ones that can only charge, I've been cutting them in half and throwing them in the trash to be properly recycled. I like cables that do everything. And so now my current thing is only buy 240 watt gigabits per second cables. Everything else got to go because I just want to grab it and know it works and not have to wonder if it's going to connect my camera or, you know, my memory card reader or my Roadcaster Pro or, you know, some music thing that I have. I don't want to deal with it. So, yeah, believe it or not, $20 cable tester. Everybody should own one. I have been impressed even in the non super discounted time of year i've been impressed with how many discounts i've seen on apple products um, especially even new apple products oftentimes it seems like when a new something new comes out like the m3 macbook pros recently you can pretty quickly find discounted options on them at amazon or other retailers so you know apple traditionally is not the best when it comes to putting its devices on sale especially during uh, the Black Friday shopping event, uh, its deals are often pretty meager, uh, but it's not that hard to find discounts for them in other places. So check, obviously, some of the good deal sites. I like to keep an eye on the, the wire cutters deals page because they do a good job of sort of sifting through what's actually a good deal and what might just look you know, too good to be true. But you know, out there, there are certainly other sites that track uh, Apple discounts. And those are things I keep an eye on, especially if you're in the market for it or somebody you know uh, is in the market for one, perhaps in the holiday season. James, why don't you wrap us up? I haven't really bought that much uh, myself. Uh, a lot of the deals don't seem particularly great out there. You know, as always, buy the things you actually need or had put off buying until now. Don't fill up your home with junk. Don't be like me. I think I've said this before in a previous episode even, but like storage seems to be something that gets mm -hmm. pretty good discounts around about this time of year. I bought a couple of two terabyte crucial X9 SSDs, which were seemingly uh, quite reduced. And I've now finally replaced my last spinning disk time machine drive, which is great. Um, I'm also, I really enjoy my Kobo Libra 2 e-reader and there's some pretty good discounts on their hardware right now. I, one thing I did do is I did pick up a lifetime Plex Pass, which was 25% off. And that's despite the nonsense that they pulled yesterday, where they sent Lex Friedman, of all people, an email detailing exactly what I'd been watching that week, which he then proceeded to read out live on air in a podcast. And let's just say he implicated me in some crime. Uh, I may also discount some of my own apps, but since I've not actually done anything about that, find out Friday, I guess. <laughs> um <laughs> wow all right that's <laughs> i've got a lot to, to check out there uh before we get to the bonus topic uh, i am excited to say we have a returning sponsor on the show uh it is ecam who are bringing you this episode of clockwise uh it is coincidence that uh, we just happen really to have the cool. Ecamm community manager here on this episode <laughs> of clockwise um i have been using ecam for so long now, and it is one of the most common questions I get uh, on the internet, emails, tweets, wherever they can reach out to me, uh, asking me, how is it that you are doing what you're doing? It's Ecamm. Uh, Ecamm Live is the leading video production and live streaming studio built for the Mac. It does all aspects of video, not just live streaming. So don't get confused by the name Ecamm Live. It's not just for live stuff. It is 
all sorts of video recording. Uh, it's, it's, it's audio even. I mean, it, it does it all. It's perfect for simplifying your workflow. It's easy enough to get started quickly, but it's powerful enough that you can create just about anything with video and you can do it all with the Ecamm app. I'm going to talk about one specific thing that I've used Ecamm for. Um, recently we had, as we always do at Relay, uh, the uh, St. Jude uh, Children's Research Hospital the, the whole month, of course, devoted to uh, to raising money for St. Jude. And I hosted a video live stream of us playing Dungeons and Dragons in this very epic campaign. And ahead of that, I set up Ecamm to be the place where I ran all of the streaming. I had uh, these really cool um, different different like scenes where the, the map was being displayed. Everybody was showing up in these little sort of dice shaped areas um, and switching back and forth between, you know, uh, had, needing to take breaks in between every hour, uh, just showing the map, uh, just showing the, the main host, all of that kind of stuff. And Ecamm was the place to do it. And I don't mean just the place where I was doing the live switching. It was also the place where my guests joined the call. Yeah, Ecamm can do uh, what they call the interview feature. And so I was able to bring them in and have them appear on camera. I was able to set everything up ahead of time too, which for folks who uh, have used other live streaming software, it gets kind of uh, perplexing whenever you're trying to get for example, Zoom video to appear as you need it to. Nah, this has little placeholders for each person so that as soon as they join the call, they pop up right where they're supposed to be. I can't say enough good things about Ecamm because it literally is so awesome and has helped me in so many ways. Uh, but even just being able to show an iPhone on screen is something that gets people so excited. Like, how are you doing that? It's Ecamm, baby. Uh, so whether you're streaming, you're recording, you're podcasting, you're presenting, everything is there in Ecamm, including support for multiple cameras and screen sharing and a live camera switcher that lets you direct the show in real time. You can stand out from the crowd with high quality video, add those logos, titles, lower thirds, graphics, share your screen, drop in video clips, bring on interview guests, use a green screen. Whew. Ecamm Live does it all. Uh, their members are entrepreneurs, marketing professionals, podcasters, hey, hey, educators, musicians, church leaders, bloggers, content creators of all kinds. So this is what's awesome. You out there can check out Ecamm one month free today at ecamm.tv slash clockwise when you use the code clockwise. That's a whole month free of Ecamm live at ecamm.tv slash clockwise with the code clockwise. Even like just go get it. Go try it. You have got to check it out because I think that you're going to go, whoa, I can use this for this. Oh, I, oh, ah, I, you just will be uh, it's just imagining so many different ideas that'll just come to your head. So go there now. Check it out. Ecamm.tv slash clockwise. And our thanks to Ecamm for their support of this show and Relay FM. All righty, folks, we are back from the break and it's time for the bonus topic. Uh, here is the exciting news. You have been chosen to represent your country in a global competition. What sport, talent, or activity are you doing? Doc Rock, we'll start with you. I have the world's strangest connection with being in the middle of talking or somebody saying something and hearing a single word, and it instantly turns into lyrics from some song. It's something that comes from, I guess, being a radio and a nightclub DJ forever. I have so many songs in my head. 
but it's it's obnoxious and I can't stop it. <laughs> and and normally they will attach to me for the entire day. So it would probably be like turning random words into uh, songs, normally songs that you know. Uh, I joke sometimes I have a comprehensive knowledge of movies I have not seen. <laughs> people will mention, <laughs> people will mention like, oh, the actor, I know him from somewhere. I'm like, oh, yeah, he was in, in this movie with this person. And they're like, oh, was that movie good? It's like, I don't know. I never saw it. <laughs> but for some reason, faces, identifying faces and people and trying and remembering where they're from uh, is a skill of mine. So like, yeah, they'll be like, oh, this random person in the background of this movie. What have you seen them in before? I was like, oh, it's this movie here. That's what that's going to be my skill. It's terrible. It's not useful, but it's, <laughs> I guess that's exactly the point of this. James, what do you got? I, I will say that thinking about this question gave me a level of existential angst oh, no. that I have not experienced in a long time. What am I good at? What have I done with my life? Is it too late to learn something new and become world-class in it? Um, so, you know, after having a good think about this, I'm going to say designing Lego dioramas. Yeah, that's a fantastic that's pick. I'm going to go with crochet. I, I, I also kind of, this, this question challenged me. Um, I do a little bit of that doc. Uh, I'm certain not to your level, but uh, my partner certainly gets annoyed when we're watching a show. And then I suddenly start singing some song because somebody said some word and sometimes it, he'll recognize the, the, word too. And he's like, I knew you were about to start singing that. <laughs> so I've kind of built it into him too. He just doesn't sing it out. But um, I, yeah, I think I would go with uh, crochet. I do make some pretty cool crochet creations. And so if there was some sort of, yeah, uh, international competition for it, uh, maybe I could I could hold my own there. Um, thank you all for your answers on that bonus topic. If you out there listening would like to get ad-free episodes with an extra overtime topic every week, you can become a member of Clockwise. When you go to relay.fm slash clockwise and sign up for just $5 a month or $50 a year, you will help support the show and help us continue to pay the Zoom bill. And this week's overtime topic, we discuss travel tech. And with that, it is time to say goodbye because we've come to the end of this show. Uh, Doc Rock, thank you so much for your time today. Hey, man, I appreciate it. It's actually kind of fun requiring someone to think fast on their feet and, like, you know, not get too circumloquacious. <laughs> and James Thompson, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, I have not been consistently candid with my communication, so I shall now be resigning as CEO effective immediately. <laughs> well, nothing good lasts forever, except for this show, uh, because we'll still be back next week, even if our CEO has been kicked to the curb. But until then, we remind everybody listening out there, watch what you say and keep watching the clock. Bye, everybody. 